Tiffany. It's Isa. And I'm also Tiffany. And this is The Last Tiffany. And this is Tit Talks, a podcast for modern women living in a mama world. It's Chook here, and today we're going to be talking about food. It's like my favorite topic ever. We also have a very special guest. Her name is JK, but also Jenny Kim Pardini. She will always be JK, just like I'll always be Chook. Hope so. JK stands for Jenny Kim, if if you guys were wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so food. We can talk about food in so many ways, but today I'm titling this episode, Food is Not Just Fuel. And this came to me um, through two instances. One, through Glenn, which, you know, I love him. But again, content provider. He used to know how to piss me off so bad by like saying, he would scarf down a bunch of food and just say, food is fuel, food is just fuel. And I would be so personally offended by that because I don't think about food that way. And I also carefully pick where we eat and what we eat because I need to enjoy my food, like every single bite of it. I have to enjoy it in a certain way. It has to be like, I have to be comfortable. I can't be like standing up with utensils in both my hands because how am I going to enjoy that? But, um, but you know what I mean. It's like food is an experience and it's not, it's not just fucking fuel. So um, that, that's, that's, that's how I got the title of this, but um, of this episode, but also fairly recently um, with, with the race relations boiling up in America, uh, I was in this food group on Facebook and it was called Trader Joe's Meal Ideas for Busy Moms. And that's a very long name, but I feel like they, I remember they couldn't change the name of the, of the group because too many people were in it or something. That's not important. But the moderator of that group would delete any post dealing, um, even in a positive way, with the race relations in America. Specifically, if someone said, you know, here's my food idea because I need this to deal with my depression about, you know, the whole George Floyd matter. They, it would be deleted and it caused a big shit storm. Um, we, we thought it was really wrong. And she, her reasoning, the moderator of that group was, she said, food is not political. And at that time, I, you know, people thought about it and it's absolutely political. Like, you can't go to, okay, I'm talking to racist white people. You can't go to an Asian restaurant and then write a note on the receipt that says, speak English, you're in America. Because, bitch, you just ordered a Pad Thai, or you just ordered Kung Pao chicken, or you just ordered <laughs> Nagi or something. So, you you know, no. Um, food, food, is, food is tied to so many ideals and cultures it brings people together food is more than just 
fuel, and it can be a little political. Um, food is travel without the plane ticket, and it's appreciation. It it allows one to understand another, and it's you know it's human connection, and especially in these times again, we're we're in the pandemic. People are losing their jobs. People are struggling. You know, food food is absolutely a privilege. So I know that I am privileged to think about food as not just fuel, but but let's be real. Like, if you enjoy your own food and when you can share it with someone else, like that is such a powerful experience that that needs to be appreciated. Moving on, I want to introduce. JK, and um, I want her to tell our listeners about herself, what she does, and what she brings to this episode. And I will start with, JK was our sorority sister, our friend from UCLA, and she is an intelligent, amazing being. She knows her food, and she does awesome things. So JK, please take it away. Thank you. So I'm Jenny Pardini. Um, I spent 10 years in LA with these fabulous girls and then met my husband, who was at the time a prep cook at Osteria Moza. Um, I was in grad school at the time, uh, working on getting my master's in clinical psychology. We got engaged and then moved to his hometown of Fresno because we knew that he would eventually open a restaurant, which he successfully did. He's the chef owner of the Annex Kitchen in Fresno. Um, for five years now. It opened, let's see, two weeks after Preston, our oldest, was born. So it was kind of a crazy time. Um, so we always kind of make jokes that Annex is kind of like our middle, middle child. And then 16 months later, Chloe came. So it's been kind of busy. My life has been, for a while, kind of felt like it based on supporting Jimmy and what he was doing. And food was our life. And it was so fun to do that. But also professionally, I am a marriage and family therapist. I do, by chance, also work with a lot of eating disorder clients. So that's one area where I will say food is fuel is okay to use that saying. (laughs) (laughs) But I totally understand, Glenn. That's super annoying. Um, And yeah, I mean, we started our own little family food blog. And it's more because we wanted to have a place where we can share our recipes and also we can pass it down to our kids, you know, so they have that at all times over. Your friends. Yes. Yes. And you know, like all of our wedding speeches was kind of making jokes and jabs at our little, you know, Facebook. I had a little album. Oh my gosh. Going back and looking at those pictures. Like I was like, this picture looks awesome. And it's like grainy and like in the dark. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, so we've kind of had a passion for that. We just weren't as cool and savvy back then. Um, so yeah, we have Umami and Us is our family food blog. Uh, my husband is working on opening his second restaurant in Fresno, which is exciting. And is it going to um, be like a second annex kitchen? Um, it's going to be a pizzeria. Ooh, so it's going to be open I for lunch it. and dinner. Um, open more days a week because right now annex is only open Tuesday to Saturday, which is nice because that means everyone gets um, two days off uh, in a row. So it keeps the staff happy too. Yeah. We're going to have to come visit you when the second one opens. I know. It's going to be so fun. It was supposed to be closer to, you know, this month or next month, but then with everything that happened with the pandemic, I mean, obviously that all 
just like with everyone else, everything came to a, you know, a halt and we had to be a little bit more mindful about moving forward. Um, you, know, you know what I didn't know about you, JK, uh, until after you married Jimmy was, was the food passion. Um, you know what? what it, there? Well, you know what's funny is that, I mean, if you guys knew me in culture, you, you know that people always made fun of me for being a big eater. I was food chair in our sorority. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> um, when Dan was on, I was on the steering committee. I was on the food committee. Like I, so I didn't think I was that passionate, but it's like, I, I never went like a step away from like food. Yeah. And Chu and I have this in common because I feel like past boyfriends have made fun of the fact that we can't talk about lunch because we need to know what's going to be lunch and then also what's going to come for dinner. And let's like, I don't like, I'm not joking. Like I need to know my meals for the day so I can yeah. anticipate and really look forward to it. Cause it changes the food experience. I don't understand how people don't look up menus before they go to the restaurant. Like you need to yeah. know what you, you need to know your limitations. Like you need to control your expectations. Right. I like, like the surprise. <laughs> You know what? I was going to guess. If, if we had to guess, like, who wouldn't look at the menu ahead of time? It would be me. It would be Isa. It would be Isa. Yeah. Absolutely. She would just sit, and we'd be, like, ready to order, and I feel like she'd, like, pick up the menu and be like, what looks good? And we're like, really? Because I've got my thing coursed out. I'm ready to go. She knows. Exactly. I will and I'll have, like, three choices. I'll be like, game time decision between these three entrees. Right. But, like, you know, and or, like, Depending on, are we going to have a drink before we get there? Are we going to have a drink when we're there? Uh, that'll I'll change be, what appetizer. That's never a question. <laughs> or both. You know, it's like. Always both. Always. Always. This both. group is about the pre-party. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I hope we'll never outgrow that. I just. <laughs> never. That would just be a really sad day for me. <laughs> I, I have, I, I'm, I'm postpartum and I'm still like, uh, I'm still like trying to lose the weight. Um, and. You know, it's, like, it's always like, how can I lose it faster? That's just like, I, I know it's not the healthiest way to be, but that's just the way I am. Like, if I, I'm, I'm anxious and I need to get to a point. But someone suggested like, well, have you, have you tried not drinking alcohol? And I was like, I will never do that. I will, like, <laughs> There's one why thing. Why are you in this conversation? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. in my house. Who are you yeah. talking know me? Yeah. 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 Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I wanted to say, JK, like every time you guys post something, I have to send like the whole drooly face emoji. Yeah. <laughs> like Jimmy was making stew the other day, I think. with like, Oh, yeah, Sunday Ragu. Oh, oh and that's God. a nice way to explain that. Also, my husband comes from an Italian background. So, you know, it's, we both kind of grew up with food being everything. I mean, I'm Korean American. Like, like you want to know where I got the whole, I need to know where my next meal, like, I think my dad and I would just wake up and we would talk about what I'm going to eat in the day. <laughs> know like oh I got to go to school but I'll see you back at like four o'clock because my, my parents would eat really early and we all have that thing we talked about like okay good good that is so <laughs> cute <laughs> I love it um so yeah Korean Italian household our kids oh and that's the reason why we called our blog umami and us because our kids are very much savory kids um I mean we got them to eat whatever we wanted them to eat by making it into a fried rice you know it's like so like I mean imagine the cleanup though for like yeah, five years of just cleaning fried rice off the ground and yeah. out of Chloe's hair and but it was worth it it was worth it because they got to see the process of us cooking they smelled it they were anticipating it and then they enjoyed it 
you know? So it's like, that's, that's all like that. Those are the best family meals when our kids can be a part of it, eat the same things that we're eating and not have to like force them to eat it. Do they yeah. usually eat just everything you eat? Never. I mean, it's, we try to, we, we try to make a point to like eat together on the days where Jimmy's home. Cause he's, you know, he's not home for dinners most nights. Uh, only when the restaurant's closed is he home. So, um, we have to make modifications. So it's like, if we're having pasta, like two pots are going, two different sauces are going. Um, Chloe, she loves Jimmy's pizza more than anything. Doesn't like red sauce. So it's like, she has her own menu item at uh, Annex, it's called the Chloe Special. I saw that. Off menu kids, kids item. And it's got Fontina and mozzarella, no Ooh. sauce. Yeah. Is that a popular item? Would you um, say I started, I was like a little tipsy at a party and I think I told a lot of people that they could order it. And so, yeah, it was really popular that week. Oh, so it's like, <laughs> how, how, why are people asking for the Chloe special? Some of the pizza guys, like if Jimmy tells them the Chloe special, they know. But if like the server's ringing it up and writing in Chloe special, they're like, what the heck? Like, what is that? I also love how you get them involved. Um, you know, Dave has like super OCD. So sometimes when he's watching the kids with the knife, he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've gotten a lot of people like concerned about like, you know, the, and I'm going to be honest in the beginning, it was all for the picture. Like, yeah. okay, and freeze, <laughs> you know? Um, but Preston, like, oh, it's, he's good. I feel like it's what makes him a cautious person. Like, Chloe's our wild child, and she won't hold a knife until she's, like, 30, because I don't trust him. <laughs> Preston, he's so cautious in everything he does. Like, I told you guys, like, he won't he won't let Chloe be the last one to get on an elevator, because he sees those doors, and he's like, yeah, that's going to squish my sister. So he, like, pushes her in, or, like, you know, chest bumps her in so that she makes it all the way, you know. Oh, my God. He's the sweetest kid. So, like, that yeah. kid you can trust with, with a kid's knife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is there a starter kids? Um, we use these ones that we got off of Amazon. Um, and they come in three different sizes. So you can just start with the little one. They are like, sh they're plastic, but they're, they are sharp enough to be able to get through stuff. Like we started pressing on mushrooms because they were smaller. Right. Um, if I'm doing a sauce, I'll let them do the carrots and celery because it really doesn't matter that they're all. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. JK, did you say that Jimmy's only home like Two, two nights a week for dinner? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So it's you and the two kids for dinner? Yeah. For, She's for the master five chef. Days, like, yeah. subtraction for the remaining five days? Um, wow. It's actually really embarrassing when I go through my inbox and I'm like, wow, that's like 30 DoorDash-like confirmation. <laughs> like, I swear I, I don't DoorDash see that. I don't even remember. Oh I was going to ask how much wine have you drank over quarantine? <laughs> I went to BevMo when this all started and just did all the five cent wine sales stuff. I'm like, yes. this is going to last me like an X amount of time. Divide X by four. And maybe <laughs> like it was, but I had no idea. It's like, I was just, yeah. oh, this is normal. And then, oh, it's empty. Put more in. Yes. And, Oh man, I commend you. It's tough. Remember, it's pairing, right? You're yeah, absolutely. Like, right. Cheese, slice of cheese and yeah. 
Right. And a slice of an apple. And then yeah. <laughs> whatever the kids left behind. Are you still working full time too right now? No, 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 no. So right now, when this all started, I um, completely shifted and I only work one morning a week because the yeah. kids weren't going to school. Right. Jimmy, when this all happened, was working around the clock because he opened for lunch for a short period of time. He opened up the Alimentari, which was the Italian market, mm -hmm. to provide groceries and sauces to people. Um, and so it was like two little mini businesses that opened up. And then Al's bar, he put that together. So he essentially opened three businesses in a two-month period of time. That's so we couldn't, the only thing we could provide in terms of consistency for our children was if, you know, I had to. I had to come back and it was it was easy for me to do it at that time because a lot of my clients were transitioning to college yeah so they were gonna be moving and yeah yeah and were his three businesses born out of covid pivoting or was it yeah. already yes oh, actually four with the um the food wagon the um yeah big, i've seen that big wagon yeah yes well, jimmy true. makes like the best fried chicken sandwich ever like, don't tell me. I'm going to drive there. Don't tell me. That's like my, oh, that's my kryptonite. And then they have those like real potato chips, you know? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he can't sit still though. I think that's like creative people. Like, you know, half of you guys are married to creative men and it's like, it's just, if they're not being creative, they don't feel like they're, you know, working on something, then it would, he would be unhappy. So it's, it's, it was the, in the family's best interest to, allow him the opportunity to continue to grow and create and you know also with with Pardini's catering they you know there was no business coming in right they had to cancel I mean that was fundraising season fundraising season in Fresno is very big like yeah. major major, major events yeah. like mm -hmm. our wedding times three and then but, the fair the whole fair yeah so that's all of Jeff's stuff um yeah. you know, concessions there which is why we were able to open the big wagon using one of the concession trucks that mm. um would otherwise be doing concessions at Fresno State for football games. So, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's doing the best they can to just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kudos to you too, because I think that, you know, all of America can kind of relate to, um, you know, you making some sacrifices professionally too, to, to care for the kids. Oh, absolutely. absolutely yeah. yeah. I'm lucky because it was easy for me. I know that a lot of people, you know, they're, they're faced with different kinds of challenges financially or um, mm -hmm. otherwise. And I, it, I'm lucky that the decision was very easy for me to make that change. Yeah. yeah. And plus your kids are such angels. Oh, I'm so glad you could stay with them. They're cool. They're well-behaved. They're respectful. Yeah. They eat your food. Hey, let's not forget about the fact Jimmy has adapted to Korean food too, right? It's not just about Oh, he's so good. Um, there's actually a pizza that he created using, he created, um, like obviously there was kimchi in it, but he made this amazing gochujang like sauce mm -hmm. to, like, to kind of like eliminate the tomato sauce. It was so good. We were doing it for a blog post and we're like, we can't share this. <laughs> like, this is going into the pizzeria. Like we can't. We can't give, like, that's a secret. Like, this is gold. <laughs> yeah. But he's just so good. Like, he takes, he watches my mom cook. He watches my dad cook. And he, like, gets to know the ingredients. And he just, sorry, mom and dad, but he just does it better. Like, because he has the ability <laughs> oh. to, like, manipulate <laughs> flavors. And, right. Yeah, I mean, like, my dad uses, like, you know, a seasoning or a spice or a sauce for just that thing. Whereas Jimmy's like, oh, you know what would be awesome if you add some acid to this and, mm -hmm. like, you know, the smokiness of this. And I'm like, 
yeah, okay, maybe. And then I'm like, why does this taste so much better than I've ever had it before? Like, <laughs> I, I kind of love how everything like turns into a pizza. Yeah. Solution for much. Chloe, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pressing your in-laws pizza. Yeah. Now that's a special kind of genius that he has. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You got lucky. You're <laughs> eating well for the rest yeah. of your I life. I mean, we all did all right, guys. I mean, we, we made some good choices after probably a series of not good choices. <laughs> Amen to that. My not good choice turned into a good choice. It was like an evolution. <laughs> I remember, because we took that poli-sci class together, and that was kind of like your, should I keep them? Or... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah she's goodness. What a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, should we share your Instagram handle with all of our listeners, JK? Sure. Yeah. Like I do say it. it? Yeah, yeah, do like, it. Do it. Like my personal one or no, no, whatever. Oh, oh. Um, whatever you want, um, is, everybody to follow. Um at umami and us. Umami and us. Just like it sounds. And then <laughs> uh the restaurant is Annex Kitchen Fresno. And so you can see actually a lot of the pictures that Jimmy's been taking a lot of those pictures because I can't really get out there. And he's doing a great job kind of, you know, he's, he's become kind of obsessed about it. Like he'll, he'll crop it and edit it before he sends it to me and says, it's, it's already like, it's ready to go. <laughs> you're his editor yeah i'm like well, i'll tell you what it's ready. the perfection because exactly. it is a daily source of inspiration actually this was inspired by your i think it was your sour aperitivo even the oh cocktail. yeah yeah yay you know you know yeah. when i visited you like about two years ago we went to the restaurant before yeah. we headed up to sf yeah and the friend that i ended up visiting we brought the extra food and she's like I've heard of Annex Kitchen. Oh my gosh, how funny. <laughs> yeah, they're very happy to have some of the leftovers. <laughs> oh, yay. I love that. I'm legitimately going to say that Annex Kitchen is my favorite Italian restaurant. Like, more than Cucina Enoteca, more than Cucina Alessa. I'm sorry. It's just like, like every dish, I'm like, that. that is my dish. And I look at the menu online. I know what's on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I like, yeah, check it I'm out not sometime. just saying it. I'm not just saying it because you're our great friend, but I'm like, I'm legitimately saying that. Like, I really oh, thank you. But also, yeah. it's like when I, like, if, I, if I'm at a legal networking event and for some reason, or if not even there, like, just if anyone tells me, oh, they're heading up to Fresno for some reason or like um, business trip to Fresno, and I'm like, are you really going to Fresno? And they're like, <laughs> they're like, are you being sarcastic? They think I'm being sarcastic. And I was like, you have to go to the end. <laughs> kitchen and so I, I like rave about the energy. Oh, I do the you. same thing. I'll Anybody? Hear it, I'll hear Fresno across the room. I'm like, who's going to Fresno? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the annex kitchen. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, they work uh, really hard and they're continuing to evolve and change and, you know, do seasonal stuff. So it's, um, you know, it's been great and we appreciate all the referrals. Yeah, we're so happy for your success. Congratulations oh, again. I know. Yeah. We have to give Jimmy our love because we haven't yes. seen him in so long. Oh I know. God. I just sent him down to the pool with the kids because oh, I'm like, I can't smart. do this with you guys in here. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We should move along. Yes. <laughs> Moving along, JK, tell us about your favorite meal ever and why. <laughs> That's so hard. Like, I've do I have to go first? Because I really could not, I mean, 
it's so hard because you're married to a chef and some of the best things that we've had are really simple and just kind of sound underwhelming on paper, you know? That's great. I mean, your experience is your experience and, and, you know, it doesn't have to just be like your dish. I was, you know, it could be anything like your experience or something memorable or um, probably food connected you. There is, um, there's actually two restaurants that are side by side in Japantown and San Francisco. My grandparents, before they passed, lived just down the street. So every time we would go into town, we would go there. And it was a place where it was just like family meal. Like it was, one of them was a Chinese restaurant that I think was owned by a Korean person. So you get the jajangmyeon and jangpong mm. kind of dishes and like the whole roasted crab. Um, Sorry, that combination is very unique to me. I have never heard of a Korean-owned Chinese restaurant. Well, that's why you get the, I don't, have you ever had jajangmyeon or jjampong? No. the black bean noodles? Oh, you would love The parasite noodles, right? No, the sauce is black bean sauce on like, kind of like these udon. And it has the cucumbers, right? Cucumbers sliced on top. That is like my favorite childhood noodle dish. Yeah, and you know what? I bet you your kids would like it because it's so savory. Mm -hmm. To make it easy, I chop it up so they can just eat it with a spoon. But anyways, um, it's a place that Jimmy and I continue to go to when if, even if it's just us, because they have these amazing like whole fried fish with like a black bean and chestnut sauce and the and the salt and pepper crab. But right next door is this new restaurant that's so trendy, but they have the best gaibichim ever. Gaibichim is like the, um, well, you guys know gaibi, but it's like a- I love your Korean accent when you say the Korean Yes. Accent. Well, I am Korean. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Korean raised in Chico, so it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like the roasted short ribs, but not yeah, like the Korean barbecue kind. Like it's thick and it's roasted and it has sauce and the the thuk, the rice cakes. Good. It's so good. It was so good. And it was so, I mean, there was nothing about going to that restaurant that was enjoyable because it's got like a million reviews on Yelp. They, you have, there's no reservations. We're waiting in line and then you're hurried in. I sat on, I'm pretty sure like a folding chair that they just kind of shoved at the end. Um, you couldn't get a second beer, like if your life depended on it, you're like, just keep going. Cause they're so busy. Yeah. So there's nothing about that restaurant that's enjoyable, but that was like the best dish ever. Like they don't even have to have good service because people will just keep going. Cause it's right. Better. Yeah. Well, thank you for these suggestions. Next time yeah. I'm in SF. It's yeah. happening. I've got so many recommendations for you guys. Oh it's so funny. Like when, when we go to places, you kind of like you Google or you yell, but then you're like, what, you know, what's the most popular on Yelp? But like Yelp probably wouldn't tell us that like about these two restaurants that right, no. food is probably like so freaking good, but it's probably not like the fanciest or the exactly you know, celebrity. So, so yes, I love, I love places like that. Yeah. Um, I, I'll go next. <laughs> uh, this, this is really recent for me. Well, it's not actually, oh my gosh, it's almost a year ago. I, I kind of forget that we're like in the end of September, 2020. So um, when I was pregnant in late 2019, I went to Italy for the very first time. I uh, tagged along on my husband's work trip. So um, it wasn't like the ideal condition I want to be in when I go to Italy, but I couldn't not go if I could tag along. And my parents were like, yeah, you should go. Okay, fine. I'll go. 
final go. And of course, like we went to Italy. It was we're in Milan and um, um, the the town right outside of it, which starts with a B now, and I can't remember because <laughs> it's not the restaurant. I'm, I'm probably going to oh Bergamo, Bergamo. Has anyone JK? Have you heard of Bergamo? No, we flew out of Milan, but we were only there for one day. We had that Milanese pork that everyone loves, and we flew out the next day. Yeah. Okay. So Bergamo is like an hour outside of Milan. It's a really cool historic town. Anyway, so we were in Italy, pizza, pasta, everything's so good. Um, but I love Asian food, and like, four days into it, it's like, oh my God, I need some rice. I need some like soy sauce on rice or something. But uh, yes, <laughs> like on our, on our fourth night, we were in Milan. Uh, I was just researching, the, the whole time Glenn was at work, I was like, you know, Asian food, Milan. And I went down like a rabbit hole. And um, I am very, I, like, I love Sichuan food that spicy, spicy Chinese food with that mala, mala, the peppercorn. Oh my God, I love it. But anyways, I came across a restaurant called Impressione Chongqing. And I think I'm saying that right because there's a restaurant in Irvine called Chong. You, you pronounce it like Chongqing, even though you spell it like C-H-O-N-G space Q-I-N-G. So I would say Chong. Queen, but like a Mandarin, a Mandarin or Cantonese person who, who goes there and speaks the language, he was like, oh, Chongqing. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what I say. And everyone, when I tell people about this restaurant, now they're like, are you, are you just trying to be funny? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not. Like, I have to, I have to find a way. Should I just keep on saying it the wrong way? But anyways, we came across a restaurant called Impressione. Chongqing, and I read the reviews, and it was so like, don't expect anything nice about this place. Oh, I like, don't expect any nice decorations. It's all about the food, uh, the servers and the staff. They can't speak English. And I'm like, yes, they can't speak English or Italian. There was like, they're just that's part of the reviews. Obviously, I'm sure somebody could speak a, a lick of either of the languages, but we went there and. The tables were probably were spaced like an inch apart, most of them. So we arrived, and then the server was just like pointing, like you sit there. I'm like, okay, we'll sit there. And it was like this little tiny table, an inch away from this nice-looking older couple, Chinese. They were so nice, and they like the cutest, the cutest. Uh, the cutest couple, they would cheers each other every time they had a sip of their wine. Every time. So cute. <laughs> talking, 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 cheers. I'm like, I, I need to pick that up because that was so, that was so cute. Anyways, we were basically like um, looking at the menu and just pointing and, and whatnot. And um, also like looking at their table and like, oh my God, that looks good. Like freaking razor clams. Have you guys had razor clams? Yeah. Like clams with like actual meat. On them, I love clams, but the razor clams. Only in Italy, actually, I've had them. In Italy? Yeah, only in Italy, I've had them. That's interesting. Oh wait, but no. Do you remember them at that restaurant we went to together that Jimmy's friends work at? Remember they brought out oysters and weren't there razor clams on it? Which restaurant was it? Remember what's the name of it? 
Remember, we took a picture outside and someone's like, I don't know, face looked green or hand was green. What? Do you remember this? No. Were we all there? We were, yeah, you guys were all there. Remember, we sat down and they sent out like two trays of like. Um, Is this in Fresno? No, in in uh, in Santa Monica. Enterprise Oyster? No, uh, <laughs> it's not an oyster restaurant. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Jimmy. Con continue. I'll I'll. Yeah. Was um, this Lisa's birthday like nine years ago? No, 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 no. no. This no. was like <laughs> after we moved to Fresno and we um, came back and we got together that one time. Remember, we were here for like four days. The kids were with my parents for like one of the nights. Was it on Sautel? No, that would make sense, but no. <laughs> well, let's let you continue so yeah, we can yeah. move along. We'll solve this mystery. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very curious. Anyways, um, razor clams. <laughs> razor clams and just basically like any, most of the same swallowing dishes that you could find at Chongqing. And we were just like totally at home. It was really awesome. And I asked, we also like befriended this nice couple who was cheersing each other every time they had a drink. One of them, her, like the lady's name was Penny. I got her email and I oh know we emailed each other like just once, but uh, it was, it, they were so nice and it was nice to have like, they were speaking, uh, was it Mandarin or Cantonese to our, to the server to help us like communicate when I needed like my wine and I hadn't gotten my wine. Um, Anyways, that I, I'll, I'll always remember that. And I, I asked Glenn after we got back, I was like, but what was your favorite meal? Because we had some great meals in Italy. And he was like, honestly, that the impressing Chongqing was my favorite meal. Because I think we were I like lacking, like wanting the Asian food. But it was also just really good. And we also had that like nice connection with our, with our new friends, Penny and Penny's husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's so anyway, awesome. From, from China. <laughs> um, I, if you're done, I'll go next. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, all done. <laughs> I, I, this is Tilo, but um, I would say just because of the, the way I grew up so socioeconomically, like I don't even think my palate even awakened until I got to college. I I'd never had sashimi until like I was a sophomore <laughs> in college. And I don't think I had really like discovered the greatness of Korean food <laughs> until I got to college either. Um, and it's really funny that you bring up Italy because I, I studied abroad in Rome one summer, I think it was going into my senior year. And that was amazing. Like that's just the most amazing experience because everything tasted so damn good. But I had the same experience as you. I was there for whatever many weeks it was in the summer and I was like, oh no, I, I need Asian food. <laughs> so, so like almost like every like two to three days, I would go by myself. I would break away from the study group and I would just go sit down in this Chinese restaurant by myself and order all these comfort foods. And it would just make me feel so good. <laughs> so that's so funny that we had this parallel experience. Um, but I would say like that was definitely an awakening. And I think just probably with COVID, I unfortunately have become a home chef. <laughs> um, but Yo, I, you make some good stuff. I appreciate well, it. I think it's, um, what do you call it? It's just more like home cooking stuff. Um, and, and it just, it's a lot of nostalgia. 
and, and all of that stuff I'm just bringing to the table for my kids. And you know what? They don't always eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that salt and pepper tofu. Oh, yeah. my oh God. so good. So amazing. So good. That's really easy. But yeah, I mean like that, that just, it makes me feel good anyway. So <laughs> that's my experience. With and isn't it always about introduction? Just as long as they see it, maybe like a couple of times and they'll try Absolutely. it later. Yeah, they like the fried food for sure. Who doesn't? <laughs> well, Tilo, I'm also impressed that Miles can eat flaming hot Cheetos. I'm, see, I'm very jealous. Like, I wish Kai would eat flaming hot Cheetos with me. I was <laughs> he, he's my spirit animal. <laughs> but yeah, Tilo, I yeah, you've been doing cooking some really fine looking dishes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for sure. Well, I guess I will go next. Um, I did want to mention that trying Annex Kitchen put me on this quest. Like I fell in love with the corn and yellowti. And I remember leaving and being like, I wish I had that whole dish to myself. Cause I know we did family style, but JK, you may not know this, but I have been on a quest to try everyone's corn pasta dishes, oh, at yeah. least in it's LA right now. Yeah. It is everywhere. And, yeah. and a lot of them, it's like when Fresno corn is in season. So <laughs> yeah. I think you guys started a trend or something. Cause yeah, we probably went around five years ago yeah. and now it's like resurging. Like I've been to Moza, um, Melissa Citrine, Spago. Yeah. <laughs> if you know any, let me know because I am literally I just on this quest. Too. I just oh. thought too. I didn't have it, but I just saw it at Reef of Bleak on the menu. Well, then I will be going there too. Yeah. So it's just so funny because um, it it was Annex Kitchen that just got me on this. I love corn, so love that that dish but um oh. growing up i was actually exposed to a lot of exotic things like my mom would have me try espargot squid octopus all of that stuff even though i was super picky on sauces you know <laughs> i was not so picky on the actual picky protein. And eliminating are two different things <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um and then also fiestas on guam are so big and then as a culture um the men cook more I, I think it goes back to hunting, gathering type communities, and the the women will take care of the kids or maybe do some of the lighter dishes besides, but the men do like the barbecue, you know, the major proteins. And so thinking about this food episode, that, that brought me back to that. And actually my cousin is out here um, and he has been making barbecue for us. So I've just been like, like you said, nostalgia, it's, it's different. It's not like a like American style barbecue. It's like soy sauce base with like vinegar and like garlic and ginger. So, so good. Um, so I just wanted to nod to Guam, but um, I have to say my favorite experience probably eating at a restaurant with Jake was in Mallorca. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a paella restaurant on like the edge of a cliff and you have to get there by boat. And so it was definitely an adventure. And we just thought of it that morning, like, should we do this? Should we go? And we did it. And it was amazing. And afterwards you get to swim in like the Mediterranean and it's beautiful. Wow. So that has to be my, my favorite experience. That's insane. That's an all encompassing experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are my favorite things about food. My favorite memories. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Tisha? Well, you guys saved the best for last. <laughs> yeah. You better not be talking about all that. We did. We saved the best for last. 
scary, guys. It's because I'm such a food simpleton. Like, I like my beef just, like, well done all the time. I order the same shit all the time. And it's like, I don't eat lamb. It's all, like, chicken and beef and pork. And I think it's the way we grew up, too, because my parents are also pretty conservative eaters. And we went to, like, the same five restaurants. Like, you would see us at Samu, like, three times a week. So, like, I just have a particular fondness for, like, barbecue pork over rice. It's a very specific one. Super, super lean, no fat, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah but like I mean in terms of food awakenings like I think same as you Tilo like the older I grew and like the more experiences I had um so we didn't go back to but so my dad's Peruvian and we didn't go back to Peru um until I was about 17 years old and then we started going every year thereafter so like the first time I went that's when I was exposed to like real lomo saltado like things things that are like like right out of the sea like um, Boya La Brasa, like the best ceviche I've ever had, like literally just pulled out of the sea and like put into citrus and like served to your table. So it's just an explosion of flavors that I never experienced in LA before. And interestingly enough, like the few years I spent in San Francisco, I think it was, um, uh, Jackie, you might know this, uh, Zero Zero and Nopa were like the two like oh, yeah. crazy, yeah, Italian spots. Um, and your Bugatini post just reminded me of this too. Zero Zero had the most extraordinary uh, Bucatini and Matriciana, and it just like kind of like opened up this whole new Italian world for me. And Michael's Michael's um, uh, family's Italian, so like they've also helped to integrate like more additional like flavors to what I'm used to in terms of like an Italian palate. So like I don't I, I don't help, but I watch them make like their family red sauce. So just being a part of that experience is just so extraordinary. And we're hoping. That we can pass that down to Kennedy at some point. Yay. Aww. But still, still, nothing beats like a big Chinese family meal where you've got like 12 like standard dishes, like your mapo tofu, you've yes. got your, your Chinese broccoli. Oh my gosh. I don't think that's simpleton at all, by the way. I don't either. You are not. I, and, and I'm so excited to move to Irvine to go back to Sam Wu. Yeah. Yeah. Times a week. Okay, that makes me feel better. Thank you. But also, <laughs> you have really great dishes at home, you know, like when yeah. you post things, it's like yeah. amazing. I'm like, you it's have like the a all day cooking, you know, like, I love that. Cause you like, I think you guys posted something. It was, um, I don't know what you did, but it was something roasted. Like it's something mm -hmm. that took a long time, yeah. you know? And I, yeah. that's like my, that's how I learned how to cook because yeah. it's like a little bit more like foolproof. Cause you just leave it in the <laughs> oven for a really long time. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tender. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely <laughs> right. No, but still. Yeah, the all-day, like, smoker experience. Yeah. yeah, it's only, it's only the steak thing where we have to, like, yeah. save you the edges. That's all. <laughs> Thank you for saving me all the edges. Don't be drunk Vegas night sitting next to you, being abhorred by this, like, dead piece of dry meat. <laughs> 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 all the dry edges. One time, I fairly recently, where a teacher was like, I think I can do like a meat, like a medium now. I think I could do a medium. And my head was like, Jane, you're trying so hard. I know you just want to go that. Just get it well. We should take a poll. How many people eat well done steaks? Yeah. We'll do it in our stories. Privacy of your own home. Because I think there's probably a lot more people that like, like the nostalgia thing. Like, I would, I would, I would, my dad would make ribeyes all the time and my mom would have to like cut my meat and like cook it in a frying pan with like Worcestershire sauce. Like that was like my favorite. 
Like they were like, stay right? And I mean, if no one saw me, I'd do it. I mean, maybe not in front of Jimmy because he'd be like, that meat is brown, but. Where's the life? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, last, last funny story. I remember like, so we all used to go to Vegas together quite frequently. And then we would do, um, prime, what was the Primer restaurant? Prime Rib. It's um, not there anymore. Bill. It was, yeah. Hey, that's Buffalo right. Bill. Like, what's the yeah, we would have to take a cab to. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, it's gone And now. I remember I would hover over all of your dishes and just like wait for the edges to come off. <laughs> Take it off your plates. <laughs> I probably don't even remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how much they were? I don't remember. It was like four ninety nine, I think. Holy yeah, crazy. you know it's a good deal when Laura would be like, "Oh, okay. I will, I will happily contribute to the cab ride to this place." BT does. We were going there at like two or three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when else would you, though? I mean, <laughs> my, so good. <laughs> we have a full dinner before, go to the pub, and then have prime rib. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those were the Hook up the alcohol. <laughs> that was great, guys. I love taking this trip down memory lane with you. I know. I actually, like, when I listen to your guys' um, podcast, I get kind of sad because it's just, I know that you guys aren't like together, but you know, it's like, you kind of like that, oh, I'm missing out. And like, I got emotional when I saw a picture of Issa's little girl, cause she's the only baby and she's the girl. So it's like, I see her as like my friend's little mini me and I didn't get to meet her. And it makes me like so sad. Cause I look at her, like I was drinking one night and Jimmy was like, why are you like tearing up? I'm like, look at like, <laughs> we definitely have to get them all together when this is, has subsided. Yeah. Dude, we should commit to Friendsgiving mm-hmm. 2021. Move it your house, Yeah, if you guys want to make the, or the trip, restaurant, we can do it at the restaurant. I will, I will accept that. Are you going to open it up to <laughs> Well, obviously. What are we going to, I mean, where am I going to put my kids? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm um, glad we have this plan. It's set. It's set. No backseas. <laughs> okay, well. Ladies, I love sharing all of our experiences. It's uh, it's so it's so fun to like learn so much more about you, and it's so crazy because you know I mean you've said it before. We think you know we think we know everything about each other, and then we just learn so much during these during these chats. Um, to our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us and watching us today. <laughs> um, <laughs> would like to share any stories or ask us some questions about our experiences please feel free to email us at tittalks at gmail.com or send us a message or comment um, on our instagram handle um tit talks <laughs> so um anyways ladies thanks for sharing your experiences again and um i look forward to sharing more with you cheers, cheers. cheers. Give us that five-star review. We appreciate it. Thank you for helping us grow. Yes. <laughs> thank you, JK. Thanks, JK, thank you, for coming on. Yes, we loved it. Thank you, JK. <laughs> we 
We'd like to give credit to our husbands without their support on this project. Um, it would not be possible. On top of that, we'd like to thank our technical crew, um, music production by Baby Daddy Beats, and graphic design curated by Kano Imamura. And also, I'd love to thank all of you guys, co-executive producers, all four of us. You know, this is our baby, so thank you guys.